I'm delighted to announce that the National Association for Primary Education has exclusively released a video from its Primary Education Summit, Visions for the Future. This video, recorded by me, Mark Taylor, and Al Kingsley, talks about creating digital strategies for schools. This video is available for you to watch now at educationonfire.com forward slash blog, which I really hope gives you a taster of some of the amazing content that was available as part of that Primary Education Summit. That's educationonfire.com forward slash blog. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. We talk about creative and inspiring learning and I think boundless life, which is what we're talking about today, just really epitomises this. Now, it's inspired by the world-renowned Finnish system. Boundless education was developed by taking the finest ingredients from the world's best education practices to build one coherent system to follow your child anywhere. Boundless education is a transformational learning system that lays the foundation for innovation, maximizes experimental learning, and creates meaningful connections to ourselves, our communities, and the world. The Boundless Life enables you to, to live and learn from around the world, and you can surround yourself with a community of like-minded families who have the freedom to work from anywhere. And part of this is the ability to join this flexible, forward-thinking education program for your children. Today I'm joined by Suzanne Pekoski and she's Head of Academics for Boundless Life. Now Suzanne has been in the education field for over 30 years as a teacher, leader and trainer, setting up and working in schools all over the world. Suzanne was the founder of New Nordic Schools, a Finnish education development company. Leading the academics in Boundless Life is the perfect opportunity for her to share her passion for adventures, education and learning. So I really hope you enjoy this amazing conversation all about Boundless Life and what it means for the people involved. Hi, Suzanne. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Education on Fire podcast. We've spoken before about the idea of school not looking necessarily like the the four walls or or the school that's just down the road because people's lifestyles are very different these days and the opportunities of how you want to learn and where you want to learn are obviously an important factor to that. So I'm, I'm really interested to see exactly how sort of Boundless Life is going to be able to show how people they can do that, but also in terms of, of, of what that looks like from sort of your your dimension as it were so thanks so much for being here thank you for having us this is a great opportunity to share what we're doing and also look at how education is changing fantastic so why don't you just give us that initial overview of, of exactly what it is and exactly how people who are part of it sort of get involved so boundless life came about in the middle of the pandemic the co-founders um our ceo Mar- uh, mauro had this idea of um, you know creating something different. He has three little kids and had lived a digital nomad lifestyle and thought, why are my kids not living this? Why are we not using this, you know, to as an advantage? And he came up with the idea of adding education to this nomadic lifestyle. And he contacted uh, Reka, who's the co-founder and who leads the education. And um, together they started looking at what they could do to make this real, to make it happen. And from there we we met. I was leading, um, I co-founded an education um, system company in Finland that was taking Finnish education and 
sharing it with the world. And we had started many schools. We started talking about it there. And the idea was just absolutely mind boggling to be able to create something where families can travel, they can absorb the local culture and actually be truly, truly globally educated. And that the, the, the adults can work and know that their kids are getting a solid education. And that's, that's the beauty of Bamba's life. And the thing that sounds different to anything else that I've spoken about here on the podcast before is it's not about being an online school. It's not about being just logging in to, for wherever you happen to be in the world. It's about the the immersion of actually having an education, but not from the age of <laughs> four to 11 in this particular situation or particular environment or, or a particular town even. It's the fact that you are, like you say, you're able to move around. So just sort of talk us through where those locations are and how that works practically. So what we offer is the Nordic Baccalaureate, which is based on Finnish education. Finnish education is based around interdisciplinary learning, about a personalized journey, about teacher autonomy, and about taking away the stress of continuous testing. And one thing led to another, and what we discovered is we can curate all of a full academic year into three semesters that we call cohorts. And for each cohort, we we take on the curriculum side, we take all the math, all the science, all the different subjects. We've created these interdisciplinary units of learning that we call quests. And these quests are based around the UN SDGs. And the way we have structured it is that every destination follows the same quest at the same time. We have the same uh, dates for the cohorts and we have the same overview for everything that is covered education-wise in that cohort. So when the kids move from one destination to another, or even if they stay in one destination for more than one cohort, you can be assured within a year, they are getting a full academic program for the year and much much more beyond that so take us into the, you said destination there so what what do you mean by, by that and um and how's that like say different than just being an online school or and um, so in terms of where those destinations are and how you might be able to move between destinations as you're going through that sort of learning experience mm -hmm. um our first destination was sintra or is sintra portugal and what happens in each destination is we offer housing, a co-working space for the adults, and an education center. And each of these education centers in the different destinations, of which we have three now, we have Sintra, we have Syros, Greece, and we opened Tuscany in Italy in January. Each of these, we have an education center and the education center is physically set up to reflect each other. So when the kids move from one place to another and they walk into an EC, as we call them, they feel at home right away. They've got the same furniture, they've got similar posters, they've got the look and feel. But taking it beyond that, any of the educators that join us 
go through an intense training with us. And in that training, we bring everybody in into the same mindset. We want that growth mindset. We want that everyone feels we're on the same page. And that happens through our training. So when we say destinations, we're, we're now looking at a few more destinations. UK is on the charts. And um, we're just announcing the fourth destination for Boundless. And when you go there, you're going to look and feel the same. The community that we create, the education we create, the look and feel and the ethos of it will feel like you haven't moved. But what you gain from each is so unique. You have that Greek experience with the Greek food, the Greek culture, sailing. In Tuscany, you've got all the art and the architecture and the food are amazing. So we pull on the local expertise and the local flavor from each place as well. You sort of mentioned there the accommodation and, and everything as well. So do you find that the people that are part of this, do they think we want to be to have this experience we want our children to experience this and we want to be able to like say work work from wherever and then they're coming to that location because you're there or are they people that happen to have found themselves in that location who then sort of fit into what it is that you offer so i think where uh, it's a bit of both uh but i think mainly it's people coming to us because they're realizing that we are providing a really solid educational experience and an education journey for their kids. So there are a lot of digital nomads that get really stuck homeschooling and trying to find, you know, what can the kids do while they're working, but we're providing that. And I think that is the real magnet to what we're doing. Besides that, we've got amazing uh, accommodation and I'm sitting in the co-working space right now, which is, very very special and builds all of this builds a real community feeling across all of our offerings and you sort of mentioned that you know this started during the pandemic and i think for me one of the one of the key takeaways sort of now we're we're sort of sort of three years or so from when it started is is that sense of community and and the and the spaces that you do spend because I mean you know we're here chatting online um, and and we can do this and have an interaction but it is different than when you're you're sat in the same room doing that so like say as a digital nomad you know I could be in that co-working space I could be having this conversation with a colleague of yours in a different country but what we don't get is that interaction of you know having lunch or coffee or the chance just to say hello and, and catching up on what's happened over the weekend. And I think it is that combination of both of those things that one gives you the freedom, but also sort of gives you that human need that you have, which I guess is is what the, the, the children find as well, like I say, by being in that, that sort of physical space too. Absolutely. One of the, the most beautiful things was seeing these kids coming together and they they meet up with someone they've been with in another country and they just run to each other and the joy there is so palpable, you can feel it. But on, on the flip side, when we've got new kids joining us and new families, the way the whole thing is set up puts everyone at ease. It's, we've curated things that will make people feel included, whether it's at the education center, whether it's the, at the hub, like this morning, um, there was a breakfast that everybody just went out for coffee and a quick bite. And what a great way to start the day instead of just jumping into, you know, work. 
you've taken that 15, 20 minutes or half an hour, whatever is available to you, and you're sitting together and having a chat and discussing everything that happened on the weekend, um, the way we've curated the accommodation, they're very close to each other. And the kids will just run from one house to the other to play. Families will mix or they'll pull things together and have a little picnic or go to the beach. When we went Syros, it was amazing because we'd have, what was it about? I think at that time it was about 13 or 14 families and everyone would meet at the beach. Um, it was amazing. It just absolutely fantastic experience. And I guess it's it's something I've been talking about for a long time is that it's really the, the thing that often makes a difference to children and adults as well is it's the human interaction and that ability to feel like you're being seen and that you're you're part of that person's life even if there's a like I say an age different or 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 the generations are coming in it's that kind of we're in this journey together and I'm learning in that way and like I say that's not academically even that's about the your human growth and and sort of meeting people where they are and it sounds as if that's kind of the starting point for for everything and then I think that just like I say it changes the atmosphere but I can see why why people would then be so so thrilled to be part of it. It's the human part is what is really significant because what we realized is families make new friendships and then they decide, oh, let's go to the next place together. So instead of now being alone and making a decision, they're saying, let's let's move together to the next destination where we know we'll have a great place to live, we'll have an amazing education, and we'll have this community that's already that already exists that we trust and we know we'll meet new people and bring new interesting experiences there but one of the things that we've done that's really significant on the education side is we have created profiles for the kids so we interview families before they join us to understand their kids really well understand what the kids like what they don't like have they had any challenges have they, you know, where they are in their reading or math. And we curate all that information. And that is shared with each destination. As a child moves from one destination to another, we add to that. So the educators, when a child walks in and they've read all this information, they feel like they know the child. So when a child walks in, you can say, hey, Mark, how was this football team? Or, you know, uh, did you enjoy this book that you read? And that joy that the kids feel that, wow, this person already knows me, takes away all the anxiety of moving. Yeah, and that's it, isn't it? The unknown is obviously often the sort of the biggest fear factor. Mm-hmm. And like I say, as soon as that can be dispelled, it, it makes it makes all the difference. And I think I think this is where I get excited about education because we talk about the magic wand or the silver bullet that's going to change everything. But I think it's going to become more and more that parents have a choice of what they want their education to look like for their children. And of course, it depends on your personal circumstances. Of course, you know, if you're not a digital nomad, then then it doesn't work for you necessarily mm-hmm. in that particular way. But if you are, then you have that option. And, and no matter what your circumstances are, there's a different type of school or there's a different way of education coming in. But I think, like, say, these sort of human themes, which seems to be a, a really important factor that can that can be brought in no matter what, what those circumstances are. So 
sort of from your sort of professional background, like saying with that sort of Finnish idea of education, can you see some of the things that you've sort of managed to establish as part of this? sort of feeding into sort of the, the the broader education system as well or or do you think it is sort of very unique because of all the sort of the, the circumstances that have been set up that's a great question um i think everything has a starting point the reason this was created in the first place was to offer finnish education in an international setting and with boundless i think where we are at is we've had families who have been with us for one cohort or two cohorts and they're thinking i want this education for my child or my children every day of the year throughout and that's led us to offering micro schools and the micro schools will follow the same concept the same calendar year the same curriculum and curation of activities, the same ethos. But let's say the next one would be in London and it would be available to everyone living there. But the amazing thing is you'd have that option to go for three months, even if it's once a year or once every two years and know that your child's education is not disrupted. You don't have to justify that I want to have this experience. I need a break from the work I'm doing and I want to have this experience that will be amazing for our family, but it's not disrupting my child's education. And they're not going to suffer because they've been away for for one semester or one cohort. And I think that's where this is going to change education. That, I mean, that's a very exciting prospect. And you can also then see how, like you say, from two, three, four sites, as it were, around the world, it could become global very fast. I mean, as long, like I say, as long as you've got the right people around you in the teams and, and been able to set that up, because then I guess you're not also then limited to the, the accommodation side as well. If it happens to be somewhere where you, you're close by with where you're living and then you, you're creating a community around that school, which is above and beyond what most people would recognise. Um, and I was just thinking there about um, about sort of the ramifications of that in a positive way. I mean, my daughter's just um, thinking about um, doing which A-level subjects to, to she'd like to do, and one of them's being German. And one of the things that we said, you know, that ability to go on a school trip, which of course you weren't able to do during the pandemic, but we've already been talking about sort of being immersed in a in a country and the culture and the language, which of course is very much part of, of what that sort of system is here. And so the ability to, you know, for example, if it was to go and live in Berlin for three months and actually be completely immersed in a, in a country and a culture while the rest of your education is carrying on without, you say, it being disrupted. And, and the fact, I mean, I can certainly go and be part of that because, you know, a lot of what I do is online and, and you know, that's not something I'd even consider would it would have even been possible but now you know i say even if that's not set up today it's something i can see developing for for people coming through in later years and months and like i say as it starts to expand that's you've nailed it that's exactly what the vision is that to to offer it because when we started we thought everything's going to be our destination and then we realized there's so much more to offer but if we open it up to these micro schools and people say for example you know let's keep using London as an example. If you were there, you could do these podcasts from anywhere in the world. 
but to take your daughter and immerse her in the German culture and know that her education is not skipping a beat because it just continues exactly where she left off. The value of that is huge, huge. And I think what I really liked about of what you said there is the fact that so much of what the education system is currently certainly here in the UK is it has to look a certain way because that's how it is how it's always been and even when things seem to change they're kind of a version of the same thing historically as as they've come through um and so it'd be very easy like you said you know you set up a new school a new system a new way of doing things and then it's kind of it needs to look like this because we think this is going to work for us and then we'll just multiply that but already like you say with the micro school idea it's that kind of being flexible enough and seeing how it can work for different people in different ways so like you say you could go and be completely boundless life and, and being in greece or, or being in tuscany or we could do the micro school thing or i guess you can do a combination of both whatever that happens to be and i think that flexibility and just the ethos and what you're living then becomes an exact sort of mirror for what it is that you're trying to do as part of the education system and and the world that you'd like people to live in, I guess. That's exactly what it is. And that's exactly why the founders started Boundless Life because they wanted to live it and they wanted something valuable and solid for their kids. And I think that's why it makes it, that's the purpose. And if the purpose is right, everything else falls into place. And when you sort of start from that sense of, I know what I want, but I can't find it, then that's where the that's where the miracles happen, isn't it? Because if, if you're if you're the person that can go out and say, well, let's just build it, whatever that happens to be, then you've already got that vision because you've been living it through a lack of not having it, which mm-hmm. you can then sort of make, make it come in. You sort of that sort of idea of sort of sculpting from a from a large piece of uh, stone, and you you sort of that idea that you have the vision there, and it just sort of comes to you as you chip away at everything. And uh, yeah, I really I really like that is a is a is a concept, but I think also the reality of of it not just being a conversation, which I think is a big thing in education. We talk a lot about how it could be. And the thing that's exciting for me is to chat to people who are actually doing it, making a difference and and being able to set this up and, and be that leading example. It, it was one of the biggest reasons why I left a company I founded to join here because we were actually putting it in action. And to think we've set up, we've set up three destinations in 11 months that's huge. Finding the educators, training them, you know, bringing everybody onto the same page every day, every day we, we find something new and think, okay, let's, how do we, how do we make what we're doing better? So not just resting on, oh, we've done it and it's not going to change, but looking at it every day and thinking, what can we do better? And also, for me as an educator who's been in this for 30 more than 30 years it's very important to be able to offer something that is not just oh it's a fad and we introduce it but we don't implement it to the fullest i mean any educator that's the most frustrating thing so what we do is we do our homework we we gather the information we put together the training and then we roll it out and say okay this is being rolled out and the expectation is not that it's going to change tomorrow but let's take the steps let's feedback let's touch base because when you have so many destinations the challenging part 
is bringing everybody together on the same page. So we have these check-ins, we have these half days that we bring the educators together and say, give me your feedback. What, what are you feeling about these different topics? How can we make it better? And then take the steps to improve in those areas. So I think that's, that's a very, very key part of, of being successful. I think also for me, I was just sort of thinking about the people that are involved, because like I say, you're, you're only as successful as the, is the quality of the people, both sort of um, from a human perspective and also an education perspective and sort of like I say, bringing them into your fold as it were. But I, my assumption is, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that people are often looking out to be able to be part of something like this, because you want to be part of something you feel is making a difference, but also something where you're able to deliver that education in a way that you've always wanted to, but maybe you weren't able to in this sort of previous situation. It's, it's amazing when we, when, we have, when we interview the educators and looking for new people how many say they want to do diff things differently. They want, they want the freedom to explore. Every, people have such great ideas, but education, like traditional education, is so stuck in old ways that it's, it's, it doesn't allow room for change because, oh no, you know, what will this one say? Or we have to meet Ofsted's, um, or we have to meet whatever the accrediting agency is. But here there's an opportunity to do things so differently. But the biggest thing we look for is the growth mindset, that open-mindedness that's going to say, you know, that tells me exactly that, yes, this educator is right for us because they're not stuck in what they've done for the past X amount of years. And I think hearing these conversations is so positive on so many levels one you have that sense great i'm going to sign up and be part of this myself tomorrow but also that sense for educators listening thinking there is a different way of doing it and therefore i can take on board the principles of this or like you say the idea that i thought the growth mindset was the most important attribute that i had and i can see where that starts to take me in whichever way i can within my current setting or mm. like say if, if you move on in a different way and i think that suddenly feels very supportive like say rather than it all being oh uh, we're sort of stuck where 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 we are but and and if, uh, if there's anything i think people can can be inspired by is that sense of i can do it in whichever way i can and sometimes that's a conversation sometimes it's a a vision board of what i'd like my my sort of teaching to look like and and it might be that it's you know part of boundless life next month next year or or like say the concepts of that or even actually been able to just to communicate with people in such a way of saying tell me more about it which just sort of feeds that energy and i think even that then filters down into the into the current school you are or the current um, group of people that you're teaching uh that's one of the the basis of finnish education the teacher autonomy but what really hit home for me is over the weekend we have a finnish educator who's joined us who's been in management teams in Finland and in international schools. And she said to me this just this weekend, and she's been with us for a month. She said, you know what I love? She said, everyone talks about change and says, I'll listen. She said, out here, we actually take action. When somebody has a great idea, we actually take action on it. And it's not just an idea and it's shoved to the side. But we were saying, okay, how can we do this? How can you share it with the rest of the team? 
And I think that's that's what we want in education as well. We don't want, you know, not just boundless education, but we want in education globally, what can we do better? How can we change it? And I think that sense of it being present and in the now, I think is one of the biggest gifts you can do, isn't it? Because I, the thing I feel the most for for children is that everything that they're told they have to do, and there's a whole different podcast about the way that's done in mental health and well-being and all of that kind of thing. But it's all about the fact that when you've done this and then you, when you've done that and when you've done the next thing, there's some kind of wonderful place that you're going to materialise at at the end of school or university or when you get the job or when you do this, which is just you know the thing which is causing the biggest problems in the world because it's not about the here and now if you make a decision mm -hmm. now it's going to affect you later on but it's making a decision now and setting your environment up now for now and, and making the most of now which is what children of course when they're young do naturally as well so i can see how the environment that you've sort of created there is something which is very natural and organic and what people must feel it at home at like physically and sort of emotionally in terms of just sort of yeah this is this is how it ought to be from that kind of just developmental idea both as children but then i guess then as supported from the parents and and all the people that are involved absolutely absolutely i feel like you need to come and experience this because everything you're saying <laughs> yeah. is exactly that oh well yeah. I'm, I'm i'm well it's everything i it's everything that i hope it uh, it could be in terms of education generally but also you know in terms of actually having a sort of a, a real life example of, of of what is possible um so i'm always interested from educators point of view is there a teacher or an education experience which was it had an impact on you or was important to you and also how that then sort of filtered into how you sort of turned up as an educator yourself like say in terms of setting up your own company or in, in terms of boundless life and sort of how those sort of sort of meld together to sort of create the environment that you are now so personally when i think about this i think there wasn't any light bulb moments for me it's been a collection i've been in this so long and it was it's been a journey thinking that I've been teaching in different countries, meeting people with different backgrounds, different expectations, different experiences. And I think my biggest takeaway has been having an open mind and keep learning. And as educators, I feel like the minute we feel or think that we know it all, that's when we stop being inspirational. And so, to me, it's not a, a moment, but it's a series of moments that are, if our heart's not in it, I'm thinking there's so much to learn, so much to learn and everything changing that that's the key. And I, and I think also that, that there's two sides to that coin, aren't there? And I think that's very much about the environments that we live in and, and like I say, the growth mindset or, or lack of is the fact that that's a very exciting prospect because you're constantly growing, you're constantly learning new things, you, you're developing as a person, as an educator, um, sort of in the round, as it were. But also people seem to like to get comfortable it's kind of I know my subject I know my year group I know this is how it works and I've been doing it for a however long and the thought of then changing that or the thought of having to learn something else can either be extremely exciting because you have that kind of growth mindset of wow where's this going to take me or it can be kind of 
well, I'm not sure I've got the energy or the scope or the ability to, to, to do that. And I think even acknowledging that you understand that the two things exist, no matter which side of the coin you're on, but also then thinking, ah, oh, but I can see where this could just suddenly blow my life open in terms of, of, of that growth, like say, both from a, a human level and a, and, and a sort of a, a career level as well, I suppose. Absolutely. And what you nailed it when you said again <laughs> that it could go either way. But if we set the scene to have a safe space for educators to do that, and we in interviews and in training say, we want to see this happen. Everybody talks about, you know, the future is unknown. What are we doing to prepare these kids for that unknown future? If we're stuck in our old ways, that's not preparing the kids. That's preparing the kids for, you know, where we were trained and the past mm -hmm. X amount of years of education. So it's not only about us, it's about the kids. Absolutely. And, and and that kind of goes full circle, doesn't it, about the system? Because the reason we can do that currently in the system is because we know exactly what they need to know, because it looks like this on the test, which they're going to do today, tomorrow, <laughs> at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to do anything else because that's all the time and focus that we've got. And again, there's a whole other podcast series for many years that we can, <laughs> we can go into <laughs> with that and hopefully change and debunk. Anyway, um, so yeah. Um, What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Or is there a piece of advice that maybe you would give yourself now sort of looking back? Hmm. I think um, as teachers, everyone wants to be in control. And I think the best piece of advice would be release that control, not the management of the kids, not your classroom management, not the management of your team if you're in leadership, but release the control you need to have as a leader, as an educator, and let your team help lead, let your kids help lead their learning. Because I think that's where you find real value and where educators become inspirational. That having that trust, and that's where the magic happens. Absolutely, and I think that there's something about like say that magic of we're all in this together because I don't have the answers is the is the teacher but let's let's walk into that together and um and I think that skill of like say still being the teacher the person who's setting the environment and having that overview of maybe what's important but without being very prescriptive and saying we know where this is heading you know we just we're, we're going to walk this walk together and, and and discover what it is and and I think then there's something about the atmosphere and the way that that comes across in a classroom or, or whatever your sort of education setting is which which is very very different and hard hard to describe in words but you certainly feel it when it when it's happening exactly is there a resource that you'd like to share and this can be anything from a podcast a video song book and and anything but something which has had an impact or something that you think would be interesting for people to listen to um actually reka who who's one of the co-founders she she shared uh, a book called Radical Candor by Kim Scott. And it's a book and a podcast. And I think it, it was so impactful because it wasn't about just being a good leader, but it was taking the learnings from that and applying it to every facet of life, whether it's personal or family or a friend, but it's so, absolutely relevant to being a teacher or being a leader 
because the things it tells you about feedback, how important it is, how important honesty and clarity is, um, how important it is to give praise and feedback and have conversations about dreams and about careers, even if they change, create a plan and, you know, the plan can change, but have something to move towards. Um, I, I've actually gone back and listened to the podcast multiple times. And every time I listen to it, I get something more and I just think, oh, wow. <laughs> so highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, I really love that when you um when you go back to something and you you like how did I not hear that before or see that or recognize that um I'm just um rereading The Alchemist at the moment and I did it because purely on this podcast I had two people in almost consecutive interviews say that this was the book they they recommended and, to, and that every time they reread it they came across something else and I thought well someone's telling me something there so I, I got my copy and started rereading it and sure enough you know almost every page I'm thinking I don't remember thinking that before or this coming across or whatever so uh, I, I love it the way that I say these things sort of come full circle um and, and just finally the acronym FIRE is obviously important to us here at Education on Fire and by that we mean um, feedback inspiration resilience and empowerment now I've got an inkling of what you think is important from what you've what you've said already, but it's sort of out, out of those four things, what kind of strikes you, or what maybe what what's the one thing that stands out? Hmm. I think empowerment. If we are secure, we give that security to the people we're with, and that empowers them. And in education, I can't think of anything more important if they feel empowered, if they feel that they are trusted and that mistakes are just ways of learning, I think resilience and inspiration comes into that empowerment as well. So as long as it's not abused, which sometimes happens in anything, I think empowerment is the one. Yeah, I love that. And I like, like I say, they all kind of feed into each other, don't they? And you've talked a lot about that feedback and how important that is as well. But yeah. I think you're right about once you've got empowerment and people are stepping in and owning what they're doing and feel like anything is possible, then then you're on you're on the path to, to, to something really, really special there. So, well, Suzanne, thank you so much for joining me and sharing everything about Banner's life and, and also that kind of more kind of idea about education generally. And I think we've we've really kind of touched on some really important things, both in terms of how people could, you know, actually take a decision to make their life look very different now by being involved, but also how they could take it back into into their sort of personal circumstances and, and make a difference on that. I would say that that sort of smaller way. So so just tell us where can people find out more uh, about boundless life and, and all those details. So I think the easiest would be to just go to our Boundless Life uh, website where you'd find the most in information. And we've also got some videos that we're starting to put out. Instagram has great content about what we do and uh, very, very strong voice um, coming from our families and the kids there as well. So those would be the two best places. But thank you for allowing this to happen and for presenting an opportunity to share what we do and also to inspire others, you know, not to be afraid to try something. 
Absolutely. Well, we'll have links to those things on the show notes. And and thank you for such a wonderful conversation. It's the it's the reason I do it. It's the reason um I sort of put this in in process that you know someone somewhere would hear something which made a difference to their life in whichever way that happened to be. And to speak to people who are like say taking action and are actively part of 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 that change or or opportunity i guess as well for so many people is, is something i'm uh, feel really privileged to be able to share with people so yeah thanks so much for chatting today thank you thank you for listening and being part of this wonderful community with over 300 episodes i've collated 20 resources from guests that have been on the show to help you in your educational journey and those of you involved with young people just go to educationonfire.com and you can sign up on the homepage. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.